What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Smart City. Uh, this is Letty hosting today as we have uh, Gravs doing God's work out on the road. Hey, thanks for uh, bringing me on the show, guys. First time, long time listener. Uh, really excited that you asked me to participate today. And we've got uh, the everyman, Bateman, today. Sub dog. And um, Mosif is out um, on assignment in Pittsburgh right now. Uh, no idea what he's doing, but uh, we wish him the best of luck. So uh, to, to circle back on some things, uh, we had uh, WrestleMania, uh, which we're no longer allowed to refer to as WrestleMania 32 or uh, uh, what would be 32 in Roman numerals. I'm not really sure. Um, but XXXII. Is that... Isn't there a 20? Isn't V... No. Is that it? Yeah. No, there's, there's 10, 50, and 100. Okay, well... And 1,000, sorry. Okay. 1,000 is a C, right? No, 1,000 is M. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, well, uh, so circling back on it, I believe uh, the overall uh, consensus on WrestleMania 32 would be um, a, a B- rating. What do you guys think? I mean, uh, well, we're going to get into it, but after the first actual match, I was so, like, up in space, I wasn't really paying attention to the rest of the show, nor did I care. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I'd say C-plus, B-minus. First match gets an A-plus in my book. How about you, B-man? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd give it a solid B. I really enjoyed it. I think part of it was I was just so jacked up after the ladder match, and then I thought the Divas match was great. Um but it's just unfortunate it ended on the main event, which was probably the lamest match of the night. I, I didn't even bother watching the main event. And that's why I, I gave it a B- minus because it's WrestleMania. The main event should be the best match of the entire year, but that wasn't the case. Uh, the best match, and we'll go over that stuff as well. Uh, starting off with the first match of WrestleMania 32 uh, would be uh, the first match that they had on, on the USA channel was uh, Callisto versus Ryback for the U.S. title. Uh, so did you guys even watch that match? I think Bateman did. Yeah, I watched I watched it, but I wasn't, like, 100% paying attention to it. I was still, like, you know, making food and stuff. We, uh, yeah, I missed it completely. Yeah, I... I yeah, I didn't, even, I didn't even know it was on until Tim texted me. I didn't know it was on either, I but I was updated via Twitter from... From uh, from WWE.com, um, and Graves and I discussed that these kind of matches with with the fast uh, luchador versus um, you know a, a I guess you want to would Ryback constitute as a monster heel or you know he's what is he? Yeah, I mean they want him to be. He just doesn't have the mic work to be. You know the guy. Vince has a fucking boner for him, and we've known this for years. Um, but he's just, you know, he's too sloppy. He's got the size. He's got, I'll even give him the moves. You know, he just, he hurts people and he looks bad doing it. Um, he had, he did have uh, a pretty cool military press. Uh, he, mil, I'm sorry, military press Kalisto while going up on the ring steps, which is, uh, I think it takes yeah, some, some that was impressive. Yeah, that's, it's pretty impressive. You're going to expect that in WrestleMania. Um... And his uh, Mishinoku driver, which he had as well. And I guess he performed better than usual, but somehow Kalisto 
still managed to win via pinfall, which is another reason why I don't really pay, watch these matches because somehow a guy who weighs a buck sixty-five got the living shit kicked out of him and still manages to win with a fucking pinfall. I'm pretty yeah. sure just Ryback breathing could constitute a kick out on Kalisto. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, I I thought it was pretty lame, but I thought it was better than I expected it to be. I think in those kind of matches, they're no matter what going to be early, and because they're for the kids. Like, I think the the adults aren't really big fans of of like the Rey Mysterio type wrestler. Um, maybe Kalisto is looking to take over that spot um, and get in with the, the younger kids. It's like the underdog guy, and the kids are going to root for the underdog. And whatnot, and typically, you know, it's the the kids and their dads. More importantly, that are, the kids early. are going to say, "Mommy, mommy, buy me a mask." That yeah. that as well, and plus the early, like they know that guys our age or even older are out still pre gaming, and so they're not going to come to this match. It's going to be the kids' match, no matter what. Well, it's funny you say that because did you see the report that they something got fucked up at the stadium, and at the start of the event there was something like. 40 or 45,000 people who could not get in because the supposedly the Wi-Fi at the stadium went down, so none of the ticket scanning machines were working. Um, so they showed the shot. I think it was after the Divas match, actually, that you know all these people were still filing in, and we're like, oh, they don't care about the pre-show, when really they couldn't get to their fucking seats. Yeah, I saw that on uh, I, I, I'm possibly Barstool or one of the sites about that, but... They had to have fig. I, mean, I did see people in the stands though, so I guess it was for like a. It was a blip, like it happened and then it. it but forty five thousand people makes it sound like it was for a good hour, or so. Wait, uh, why does Uncle Jerry always fuck up? He did the same thing at the Super Bowl when it was there. No, are you thinking what happened in the Super Bowl with Dallas? Are you thinking of New Orleans where everything shut off? No, it was in Dallas where, I, I don't know if they oversold or something, but there was a ton of seats that had, like, columns right in front of them, but it didn't say obstructed view on the ticket. Oh. So people were getting all pissed off and they wanted refunds. Oh, got it. And um, so, uh, you know, from going into that, we go into uh, a great topic of uh, our buddy, uh, Bates, uh, discussing uh, the first uh, Divas match, or should we say women's wrestling match, Team Bad versus Team Blonde. Um, no, it was Team Total Divas versus Team Bad and Blonde. Team, uh, my mistake. Total Divas versus Team Bad and Blonde. Uh, so, I, I can't even recall what my prediction was because I got it screwed up. And no you matter, predicted Natty pinning herself to couch your bet. Yeah, I've never <laughs> heard of couching a bet before, but uh, hedging a bet maybe, but not couching. It's a, it's a, uh, right. That's it's a joke. thing. So, <laughs> our our uh, diva expert Bateman, what was uh, what's your opinion on this this match? Um, I thought it was a decent match. I think the problem was you had way too many people for the amount of time they gave to that match. Though not many people really were able to get their spots in. Um, and then it was on Team Bad and Blonde. They had Emma in. I think she like tagged in like two maybe three times so she kind of did a lot of the in-ring work for that side um i thought lana was decent for her first i did like her gear though i I Uh, dug her gear a lot her gear was awesome it was lingerie yeah it was basically like (laughs) the 
the Baywatch swimsuit just cut into, like, purple underwear, but... Um, I thought she did pretty decent in ring. They decided to do some kicks and stuff, because obviously she hasn't really done anything in the ring besides the Bella Buster. But, um, I thought she was decent. I thought it was nice they gave Bree the pin to retire on. The Something interesting... Beat her with the yes lock. Yeah, well, you know what I mean, whatever. They gave her the... She went out on top instead of going out right. on her back. But, As um, they like to do to everyone else. Yeah. But I thought it was decent. I read something interesting. They did, like, a little interview with her about retiring. And she was talking about possibly this not being, like, her ultimate retirement. Yeah, it's nobody's ultimate retirement. How many times do we see people come back just, you know, out of nowhere? She probably just wants to have a few kids or at least just one. Yeah. She made an interesting point, though. She's like, there's a lot of divas who are out because they want to become moms, so maybe in, like, three or four years, there'll be, like, a big return of, like, five of these divas or superstars now. Oh, is that what she said exactly? Not she, not the superstars thing. I'm just no. saying, like... Well, that they, they leave to become moms, and then they come back. Well, she said this is, like, the kind of, like, the first time, really, where a lot of them kind of left early in their career oh. to start having kids, so she's like, you know, it would be kind of cool if, like four or five of us came back in, like, three years. You know what I mean? Because think about it, it's tough if you're a diva, because you can't really... There's no maternity leave. Yeah, well, there's no, there's you, no real, like, maternity leave, but also, you, you know... You can't wrestle to... and be pregnant. Yeah. I think that's the obvious well, that's, that, fact. That's what killed Karma's WWE career, was she came in, debuted at the Royal Rumble, and the next week she was like, oh, I'm pregnant. They're like, okay, you're fired. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Um... Yeah, so what I thought was it was way too many people overall. Um, I typically am not a fan of any of these matches, women or men, uh, because it just it's it seems like everybody's trying to get their spot in, and there's never enough time because the eight man tags are never like the the um what whatever how many number what have what have you for this is just well they they did do the famous 10-man tag spot of the one sequence where like everybody all of a sudden runs in and starts doing their finisher and then like gets immediately have a finisher done to them yeah i thought it was funny when they all walked in to the ring and they're all doing their like entrance poses it's just kind of like random like they're not all in there as a team but they're all in there trying to get like their five seconds on wrestlemania to like yeah and but it makes sense is like you know this is your time right now you haven't been you've never been on you know like raw before and now you're on wrestlemania so get your time in right now and get somebody to know like you need people to notice you and talk about you to get yourself over so it made sense it just i mean 10 people for a tag match you know it's just a bit much and it's whatever. Yeah, I thought, like, the only big spot they really had, too, was the one when, um... I'm trying to remember. I know Natty the was, like, on the bottom of the it. Power bomb. Was that what it was? when, like, Natty came to the turnbuckle and, like, pulled? Yeah, the, I forget who was... I think it was, like, Paige and somebody up top, and then somebody else came, went to superplex them, and then Natty got on the bottom to do a power bomb. Like, they, the guys have done that before. I think, yeah. I think it, they actually did it the next night on Raw in the four-way... Uh, tag match. Ava Marie um, reversed um, re- reversed the whole uh, doing a flip off the uh, the turnbuckle, right? 
don't remember. Well, she, I think she did pretty well, and you, there's not really much expectations coming from her, but I think she's just been training a lot down in NXT finally and, and getting her shit together. No, yeah. my prediction did get get true of her botches being minimal because her ring time was even less. Yeah. But I thought, I thought besides just not being in there very long, I think her in-ring skills have definitely improved a lot through uh, her time at NXT. Definitely showed. Uh, and so, um, and the results of that match, I actually just closed it out, as it was the Brie, you know, doing the yes lock and whatnot. Um, good way to close it out. You guys agree? I think yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, Nick, Nikki came out. They did the Rudy thing and carried her out on their shoulders. That was pretty cool. Good for her. And uh, to be followed by uh, my, my Samoan brethren, the Usos, and the Dudley <laughs> Boys match. How do you guys feel about this match? I don't even think I watched it. It was, it was kind of lame, I think. Yeah, I mean, I guess we kind of all should have, we all predicted the Dudleys when really we should have all predicted the Usos because, you know, Dudley's there to put them over. And they did the, whoever called the double Samoan splash through the table, that was a good call. That was me. But, uh, I don't know, that, the Usos suck. (laughs) You're finally starting to agree with me on this. Yeah. But I forget if it was on... WrestleMania or on Raw the next night where Bubba kept screaming like we're gonna do this just like we used to beat your daddy like I thought that was pretty funny yeah um I you know I even went to see like the reviews of this match online and there wasn't much said about it it was like cool tables you know that um double Samoan splash but besides that um it, it wasn't there wasn't much else to say so that was it because the Usos, like, they don't even have five moves of Doom. They've got the Splash, a million super kicks, and, like, the fucking plancha to the outside. That's kind of it. Every once in a while you get a Samoan drop and, like, a uh, Rikishi butt bomb in the corner. Yeah. That's four. I'm not, in the, I'm not in the business of really, first, I don't, you know, we're not here to bash, bash, you know, every single match and whatnot. Uh, it just happens to be that WrestleMania was a bit of a, you know, it was mediocre this year. But just, and I'm also not in the business of constantly um, mentioning what other media sources said, but Bleacher Report gave this match a D minus for two veterans, and then for two guys who've been in the company for some time and are also uh, legacy wrestlers. So, well, I think the reason they gave him a D minus is because you expected a lot more. You think that's it? I think I know there was a part. Again, I might be confusing Raw and Mania, but when it, the Dudleys were looking for a table, and one of the commentators made a remark. He said, "Oh, he's looking for something special." After he already pulled the table out, I think he was looking for a fucking torch. And if they went through flaming tables, that would have been cool and something worthy of WrestleMania. Yeah, that was at Mania. That wasn't at Raw. Whatever. That would have been cool if, like, they were doing the spinning torches, like, like you know, Samoans or Hawaiians. Since They're they not have coordinated to, enough to do that. Yeah, since they do the... Toasting. I think this, the doing the sippy towel is, is fucking lame. I'm over it. Which is their version of the haka every time they come in. Like, you can yeah, always hear... One, way too long. Yeah, and you can always hear one of their voices crack. 
whatever. Oh. Uh, until they like completely rearrange the entire uh, gimmick that they have, I'm not a big fan. Or actually get some some moves in there because it's just, it's underwhelming watching them all the time. Or you know maybe get to the gym. <laughs> Uspad all day. Uspad. Um, how about and so. Whatever, we're just skipping over that. It was a mediocre match. Usos won, uh, as we should have expected. Um, but so now we go into the uh, the IC ladder match, which we all agreed was our favorite match of uh, of WrestleMania. Probably my favorite match ever. Um, it's very very close between them and the Divas, but yeah, I think this was my match of the night. This is between this is close between me between this and uh, seeing Shane O'Mac back. But yeah, this was a good one. I mean, <clears throat> there was a lot of good spots. Um, a lot of good spots. I mean, the uh, the Sin Cara flipping plancha off the ladder to the outside off the top rope, <laughs> and also the inadvertent Sin Cara splash to the outside to Cody on the ladder. That was awesome. Um. Or Sami Zayn um, doing diving, diving yeah, through the ladder, diving through the ladder, and I think that turned into a flip too. Over, yep, which he, yeah. I'm pretty sure I called something through the ladder from him, and you guys were like, "Oh no, we can't do that." No, I, I think you did as well. Um, and then uh, Ryder's uh, elbow drop from uh, from the ladder, which I think is the only spot off the ladder that entire match, right? Yes. No, there was a, a Dolph Ziggler face buster off the ladder, too. Okay. And then, so, um, who, did we, who did we guess to win it? Because um, I'm we trying... We were all kind of split between Zayn and Owens. Yeah. And uh, we, we all made the comment, you know, we want to we pick with our hearts and pick Ryder, but we all picked with our minds, and we were all wrong. In, in one of the legitimate happiest moments of my life, uh, Seriously? That, yeah, dude. Think about it. That that that's something that we've all we all dreamed as little kids was to have a WrestleMania moment for one of us to make it. It's it's you know the boyhood dream and to see your cousin fucking raising the title on the top of the ladder at WrestleMania like that was an amazing amazing moment for me. Where were you when that happened? I was sitting in my basement, jumping up and down. As he climbed, because, you know, Miz was on the ladder, and he had his hand on the belt, and I'm just like, oh, fuck. Then all of a sudden, Zach came out and pushed him down. I'm like, no fucking way. And he pulled it, and I jumped up and screamed. I was screaming like a little kid, you know, and I'm not afraid to say that. It's It was a really, you know, to know his story and, and know everything he's been through and know everything he's done, all the hard work, um, to have it pay off in that moment. It was it was pretty incredible. I mean, I got texts from people I haven't talked to in years, you know, saying how awesome it was. So that was that was pretty cool. Beats, uh, what was your reaction? Uh, I was sitting in my living room, and then yeah, I don't think I jumped up and down, but I definitely was like, holy shit! Like I started bugging out, man. I was just pumped, man, because I mean, the morning of WrestleMania, I watched like the first thirteen Z True Long Island stories. You know? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, because I was just looking up. Those were good uh, videos, though. Yeah, I was just like, you know, before Mania, I was trying to, like, you know, watch some stuff just to kind of have a little extra, 
you know, not, I guess not to brush up, but just kind of get a little, you know, get get into the moment. Yeah, yeah I was just get into the get into the feel of it. Like when we went to WrestleMania at Giant Stadium, I watched like every one of the Undertaker's like WrestleMania matches. Oh, that's cool. I was so before his match, I was like marking out so hard, but I was just pumped, man, because you know, since the only reason I really got back into wrestling was because of Zack Ryder. Because Grabs yeah. was like, yo, check this out. And I remember we were in Grabs' basement when he won the U.S. title. Yep, that's right. And and then he hooked us up with some tickets at the Coliseum when I was studying for the bar. And, you know, I only started really watching again to kind of follow his career. And then what was the best moment of that night, Tim? Who did you run into in the bathroom? Butch. <laughs> and what were you wearing? <laughs> the the shirt from the gym that Butch used to own. And he was like, was where'd you before, get that? Yeah, this was before Tim had met my uncle. And he's <laughs> like, hey, check this out. Yeah, well, I, I like I told him, I was like, Butch, check out my shirt. He was like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, Friends of Crabs. <laughs> um, the only thing I that annoyed me about the match, and it wasn't the match, it was afterwards, was when Butch tried to put the cowboy hat on Zack Ryder. And Zack was like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that that was another cool moment too to like see him jump in the ring and, and hug Matt. That yeah, you know, that was yeah, awesome. Th- that was awesome until he tried to put the cowboy hat on. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, man, it was great. You know, you felt good for him. And I thought it was cool just knowing that Zack Ryder is friends with the Miz and Dolph in real life, that they were in the ring with him the when he clicks. was able to do that. Um, yeah, and they, everybody was cool. tweeting him. That's the other thing. Everybody was fucking tweeting at him. Like, you know, Tyson Kidd and Trish Stratus. You know, heartfelt congratulations. Dreamer did too. You know, all these yeah. people who know know the struggles he's been through to, to get that kind of support from your peers. Yeah. Um, well, they, I think they, was huge. they said that in the post-match interview, which, you know, kayfabe and everything, but you could tell it was genuine when, um, I think it was Renee Young, who talked to him afterwards or I don't know I don't, I don't think it was that girl Kathy Kelly I think it was Renee Young and she was like you know what's it like hearing the pop from the crowd and hearing you know the pop backstage she's like you, I don't know if you heard about it but everyone backstage was going nuts too so it's it's just cool that he's you know he's over with the fan but more importantly he's over with his peers so it's very it was very cool and another little throwback moment that made it awesome for me was I showed you guys this picture. Now, it was seen on the show, so I could say this. On that, you know, trench coat, cape, whatever you want to call it, that he got, he had a WTW patch embroidered on the inside, you know, to remind himself how just how far he's come. And, you know, that was – Barstool picked up on that when he sent out his throwback Thursday tweet of his elbow off the swing set you know, transitioned into his elbow off the ladder. Like, I just, I, I'm so proud, you know, of how far he's come. And it's just, it, I was so, like, hyped for that moment the rest of the show. I was, like, so not even into it. I just couldn't believe what I was watching, you know. So, Gratis, just a little treat to our listeners since you got your 1.3 seconds of fame being the announcer for that <laughs> swing, swing set elbow drop. Do you want to you give a little, you want to give the call to the fans? What, for the WTW or for uh, 
yeah, for the if, mania album. If you, want, if you want to give him your call that you made when you were, like, 11 years old about the elbow drop. <laughs> it was uh, Brett Matthews with the cannonball elbow off the top. Oh, crack G-Money right in the sternum with that one. <laughs> you actually know it word by word, too? Well, only because I've watched it, like, 100 times in the past week. I was waiting for you to say that because I know you definitely did. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I had my 1.5 seconds of fame when it got picked up by Barstool. So there. <laughs> I'm going to agree with uh, Bates on this. Um, basically, the only reason I'm in prof- into wrestling now is because uh, because of Gravs, who's into it because of of Zack Ryder being in it. And and, and uh, if we didn't have like something to watch, like those Tuesdays on ECW, which I had nothing to do anyway, I wouldn't have gotten into professional wrestling. I wouldn't. We wouldn't be doing this right now. I'd probably be at brunch right now, trying to, you know, get weird. But um, now I'm starting to think like I, sh- you know, brunch sounds a lot more fun. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have watched. The- I wouldn't have been doing any of this unless it was unless WTW happened. I guess, which is kind of funny. Um, how how the stars align, I guess. And I'm saying that like celebrities say like, oh, how the stars aligned, how I got here. I'm talking about how I got here on a, a Sunday morning podcast. <laughs> But I totally agree. It was a great moment to see that. I was excited. I was in the middle of uh, moving my buddy, uh, so I was watching WrestleMania from my phone. And if Zack Ryder wasn't in that match, I probably would have skipped over it. Um, so it, it was definitely a cool, op- cool thing to see. And I know uh, just from hearing, you know, it was, what has been ten years he's been with WWE, and um, it's it's a long road, and it proves, you know, that if, there's some people out there that put in the work and they'll get it. They'll grab that brass ring, and you think that you know if you don't you know have start going off right away that they're just going to let you go at some point. But there is light at the end of the tunnel for some people. Yeah, yeah I, and I think it was a smart move by creative too. Yeah, they have to listen to from a, what from people a business are standpoint because you're not going to have the a big pop for Dolph or The Miz or Stardust. Eh, or, Dolph would have got a decent pop. But now, the two biggest pops you were going to get were going to be Sami Zayn or Zack Ryder. Agree. And then they had the foresight to realize, like, with Zayn and Kevin Owens, you don't need them chasing for a belt to have a good rivalry. Like, it opens up another another spot to build a rivalry, which they're kind of doing right now with right. Zack and The Miz. I don't know how long that's going to last. I hope it lasts a longer time, but I... Because you think it's like a pretty decent matchup. Because Miz is a great heel. Zach's a great baby face. But, you know, I thought they, they planned it out very well. And, hey, they shocked the shit out of everybody. And it really set the tone for Mania that, unfortunately, they just pooped <laughs> their pants in the main event. Yeah. Well, it really makes me wish I put money on it. Because he was at, uh, what, plus 3,300 odds on Vegas? Wow. But, uh, I mean, the only other high note I had for this match, which was a really cool tribute, was not only Stardust's gear that had the, the polka dots on it. But the ladder. That one, the polka dot ladder. That was pretty cool. That yeah. got a big pop. You said something about Kevin Owens' red and black shirt, too. Oh, no. That was Murph, I think. was like, oh, that's his big gear. Like, the letters are red instead of like, silver. Oh. 
Um, yeah, so then that brings us to the uh, the Jericho AJ Styles match, which, which again none of us were correct. <laughs> no, it, it, would it not make sense that Jericho, being known for putting people over, would put AJ Styles over on fucking WrestleMania? Am I am I wrong? Like, does that not make sense? No, I think, I think... all four of us had the same prediction, and all, I mean it was a logical prediction, and you know. I mean, Jericho's type that night said greatest of all time, and he's—he's, he's, in my opinion, he's in that conversation. You know, he said it himself, like I may be one of the best all time, but I'm never regarded as such because I was at the top of my game with The Rock and Stone Cold. You know, to me, Jericho is the macho man of of our era. You know, he may have been an all time guy, except he was with fucking Hogan the whole time. I mean, do you guys disagree? Or uh, I, I, I mean, I think Macho Man was, when I think Hogan, I think Macho Man, too. If there was a, a clear-cut number one for each era, it'll never be Macho Man because it was Hogan, just like it'll never be Jericho. Well, it's also Hogan and Andre. Right, you know what I mean, though? Like, he, yeah. in any other era, he would have been the top guy. But because he was there with Hogan and because Jericho was there with... With Rock and Austin, you know, like yeah, he considers himself the George Harrison of the Attitude Era, who, on his own, you know, is a giant. But because he was in the band with Lennon and McCartney, he'll never be as highly regarded. Yeah, I'm more of a fan of uh, WCW Jericho, but you know, to each his own. I'm more of a fan of Stampede Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, Jericho is great. Um, I think. I understand not having AJ Styles win at Mania, though, because Styles is over. He's been over ever since his music came, and he walked out at the Royal Rumble. Well, plus it was also probably Vince was like a giant fuck you, like you're not winning your WrestleMania debut, Mr. TNA. You're going to have to wait a year. I think also, like, you didn't need that to happen. You know what I mean? It was... It's a better shock that Jericho wins, and you're like, shit, what, nobody, Zack Ryder won, Jericho won, who, who knows what's gonna happen tonight, you know what I mean? Right, sure, I can get behind that. That's fine, I mean, it, it makes sense with everything that you guys are saying, um, it was a good match, I think it was a good match overall, um, so those two guys are, are, are seasoned veterans doing their moves that which quite known very well and uh i thought they just brought it all out uh will always say that i can't help but just think that owens i mean no that uh aj styles is an animated character because he wears the gloves (laughs) so when we were talking about uh aj styles being really popular over the internet i just sent a picture of uh somebody typing on the computer with mickey mouse gloves on (laughs) i i think it's odd that like just Glo- he's just got like full gloves on, not even like cut, like uh, finger area, but just full on gloves. Just, just baseball gloves. Yeah, I, like I wonder what's the reasoning behind that. Well, you know it's funny. I was thinking about that, and then I was looking through some old clips, and Rollins does the same thing: long tights, no shirt, gloves. Yeah, but I, I feel like there's something different about AJ Styles' gloves. Like maybe because they're colored and not like just black. Yeah. Maybe it's just because he is, he grabs the ropes a lot when he's doing springboards and stuff, so he doesn't want to get him cut up. Is are the ropes that rough? They're I mean they're covered. It's not like actual rope. 
or it's like, you know, whatever. I mean, it's being uh, being a bit uh, weird here on a random topic like that, but uh, good match overall. Uh, I'm not a particular huge fan of AJ Styles. I just haven't gotten on that train yet. So, did Jericho go for the Styles Clash at one point? Am I remembering yes, that correctly? Yes, did. Jericho went for a Styles yeah. Clash on on Styles, actually. And he was... Um, did Styles Sunrise him? No. Uh, but Jer- um, the Styles Clash is moved, used by both of them, actually. Yeah, I don't think Jericho actually hit it, though. No, he got... So he was putting him into the Styles Clash, but then... Styles brought his arms him. back out. Uh, is is AJ known for um, a springboard 450? He, he's done it in TNA. I thought that was probably one of the best. He, probably his best move in his arsenal. I love that move. It looks so smooth when he does it. Yeah, it's legit. It is lit. <laughs> Which brings us into uh, the next match. New Day uh, versus the League of Nations and... With WrestleMania, you're always going to expect a cool ass entrance. Some of them are, you know, less than cool than others. But this one, I think, was, uh, made the entrance of, uh, of WrestleMania, um, as did Rusev's entrance last year. We have the popping out of the giant box of Bootios for the new awesome. day. See, I, think, I could have done without I don't the Dragon Ball the... Z armor, but the the, the Bootios oh. box was sick. Yeah. I don't, oh. I don't think it was the entrance of the night. Really? Because well. To be fair to them, it was cool, but I had it in my head that they were just going to come out on a giant unicorn like Katy Perry's Tiger from the Super Bowl. So anything less than that, I was going to be disappointed. Well, have we already discussed the match that had the the entrance of the night? No. We haven't, okay. So we'll, we'll save for that. Um, as I've mentioned already before, I'm not a big fan of uh, greater than two-on-two tag matches. And this one being a three-on-four, which is kind of odd, but whatever. No, it was three-on-three. Three. Barrett ended up not wrestling. Yeah. He just, like, did he just not get tagged in? No, he just was not in the match. Yeah, oh. like, I think he just stood on, like, the floor. I, I still think it was three-on-four because... It was, I'll bet you $1,000 it, it wasn't. Okay, well, according to the internet, it says three-on-four. It said right, to but then but then it, it was supposed to be, and that's why we said is they're going to be a fourth man. But then they announced it as you know, accompanied by Wade Barrett. Oh, and then it was mm-hmm. that's odd. All right, well, um, besides the the entrance, um, how what did you guys think of the match? I thought it was okay. Um, I I don't remember much about it to be honest. Yeah, I thought it it was surprising that they had New Day win, but it makes sense because. You're not going to have New Day. I mean, that they had League of Nations win. Because you're not going to have New Day do that spot where they call out, there's no three people ever that could have beaten us. It wouldn't have sounded natural. It sounded better coming from League of Nations being heels. Right. Didn't make any sense because they've lost to the New Day multiple times. So there are three people on the roster right now who could beat you. (laughs) But, But it set up an awesome spot. Uh, Shawn Michaels has clearly been doing his DDP yoga because he is chiseled out of stone at the at his age. Man, he looks he looked like he was ready to just do his own main event. 
Well, he came out, and I'm sitting there going, why is he wearing his gear? And then he took his shirt off. I'm like, oh, something's about to go down. It was funny. I, I, I thought, like, you know, uh, like uh, Road Dog and X-Pac were going to come out or something, but instead it we was got in- my all-time favorite wrestler, Who? Michael Francis Foley. Oh. I liked how uh, Xavier Woods <clears throat> mentioned that he uh he did, he was asking for uh, the stunner. So uh, upon further review of the tape, I was kind of asking for it. <laughs> they had. Um, I thought it was interesting how Shawn Michaels was the only one who really wore like ring gear. I mean, like the other well, two. Kind to of to did. be fair, that kind of was Mick Foley's ring gear for the second half of his career. Oh yeah, he that's that's what he wears. Whether he's going to Dairy Barn to pick up milk or whether he's going to wrestle <laughs> WrestleMania, he's wearing the same thing. But, like, Stone Cold is just wearing jeans and a T-shirt. And then Heartbreak Kid's like, yeah, instead of wearing the cowboy hat and jeans that I've been wearing for a very long time, I'm, just, I'm going all out. Just give me the gear. Yeah. <laughs> it was see- a great spot. Big pop. Did you see how uh, Steve Austin won't stop pushing his brand of beer? Yep. Yeah. Um, and I was also, you know how a lot of these guys after their careers, they go, they become born again Christians and, or like they give up drinking, which is probably the, you know, better that they do. Um, for some reason I thought Shawn Michaels doesn't drink. And so I was like, holy shit, Shawn Michaels drinking a beer. And then like, I spent 10 minutes on the internet trying to find where Shawn Michaels has been sober for like years after retirement. And that wasn't the case at all. No, he's just a born again. Yeah. So uh, stink. Sting is too. We get that's a whole other conversation. We could just go on like the born again Christian pro wrestlers like Lex Luger. Yeah, but Sting what Sting talked so about it in the Hall of Fame actually. speech. They are. What'd you say, Bates? Sting talked about it in his Hall of Fame speech. Big yeah, time. Like yeah, then I got pinned to the mat. By God. Oh, I yeah. didn't. I didn't watch Hall of Fame this year at all. Yeah, you didn't miss much. You missed out on Becky Lynch looking like an angel. Oh, probably. And, a, and, and you, LBD. you missed Vader rattling on for 45 minutes about Stan Hansen. And about his real estate business, too. <laughs> and, and you missed uh, Ric Flair just absolutely shithoused, <laughs> rambling rambling about himself when he was supposed to induct Sting. My question is, is he drunk or is that his personality? Both. Both. The guy is on something. Yeah, he was he was whacked out, bro. Yeah, and he's got and he's got such what a, it seems to be like a normal daughter too. Yeah, who's also Boy, what? Did not to deviate just for a second. I listened to Charlotte's uh, talk as Jericho right before or after early some earlier this week, and she was saying how they were having a kegger in high school, and yeah. Rick came home early, and. All her friends were freaking out. They were like, holy shit, Ric Flair just told us to pour out our beers. Yeah, she said he went, like, ballistic. (laughs) The funny thing also she mentioned on that was that her and Rick, they travel together now. And sometimes Becky will ride with them. I was just like, can you imagine being Becky Lynch? Like, you come over from Ireland, you're chasing your dream, and then you just got that fucking lunatic behind the wheel. (laughs) Just rambling and screaming. Somehow and I think Charlotte drives and Rick said shotgun. Yeah. yeah. But either way, can I just be a Becky Lynch and you're sitting in the back seat like, what am I doing here? 
I'm going to guess that Rick's probably got a few uh, outstanding warrants in a few states. So, yeah, it's best. He's like, oh, you know what? I got to take passenger seat on this one. Uh, I'm not allowed to be here. The high flying. Woo. Limousine riding. Woo. Uh, so then, so now we we move on um, to the Lesnar-Ambrose match. Uh, the street fight, which I thought was going to end up in the... Uh, I thought a street fight always involves, like, the soda machine in the back and uh, some baseball bats. But this one didn't. This one involved chairs, and I think that was it. No, underwhelming. And what? Kendo stick. The kendo stick, yeah. Singapore cane, as I like to refer to it. Yeah. Um, The fire extinguisher spot was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it was cool. Um, It's funny how they bring out, like, these possibly fatal weapons, but they don't use them the way that, like, would ultimately win you the match like a sledgehammer or yeah, we talked about that last week we did yeah how yeah, you just like... kill somebody <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so it was but am i wrong to think that a street fight like the street fights in wwe end up like in the backstage that's yeah, more the backstage the, the counter to that is you know it's wrestlemania and you have to walk for like 10 minutes to get to backstage yeah Be like all right hold on <laughs> And then fucking Lesnar's fucking out of sh- like out of breath by the time he gets there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying. There was there was some sweet spots. Uh, the the suplex count, uh, which was pretty cool, and the F five onto the chairs. Am I missing anything with that? Well, there was two things I wanted to point out. One, I think there was a German suplex where he was supposed to suplex Ambrose onto the chairs but threw him too far, and he went over the chairs, and then Lesnar hit the chairs himself. Yeah, I saw that, and I think the announcers even acknowledged that, like, well, that backfired. (laughs) Yeah, and then the other cool thing was Ambrose's gear for the show was a Brock Lesnar Suplex City shirt with the, like, DA graffitied over the logo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, On top of that, as I just discussed, fatal weapons that don't get used appropriately... Uh, how about that chainsaw that didn't start? Yeah. And Wait, that was during the match, or was that Finn during NXT? No, that was um, that was oh um. No, that was. Didn't he bring out no, the chainsaw? He he pulled it out from under the ring and tried to crank it, and then just dropped it. You gotta you have to prime it. Does he not know that? <laughs> what? No, the, the prop guy forgot to fill it with gas. What? Show. What possible spot could you do with a chainsaw that does not include murder? You just you just hit him with like the the handle part of the chainsaw, like in the head. And Without like, ooh, use the blade. Yeah. Yeah, and then okay, if you hit him with that and it's on, you just cut off your arm. Yeah. No, you can't use it. Nothing. Arm. There's nothing involving a chainsaw that does not result in in a fatality. <laughs> but red equals green, so you know maybe they're just trying to get a bigger pop. Uh, yeah. There was a laptop too. Oh yeah, they used the laptop from um, the announcers table, I think, from uh, the German announcers table. Yeah. Which oh. I wonder if okay. it was an IBM. <laughs> um, but 
did you how what did you guys think about Lesnar winning? Did you think there was a possibility of Ambrose having that? I think you guys guessed Ambrose. Everybody picked Ambrose except Mo, which is why he won the WrestleMania Fools. And he won the uh, the imaginary five dollars we had involved in that yep. bet too. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it was a good match. Uh, I'm a little disappointed that the baseball bat with barbed wire wrapped around it wasn't used, but yeah. But did you see the part where he fucking was like biting it and cutting his lips? With it? I thought that was fucking cool. The show. I thought that was just weird, and he goes, batter up, bitch! Yeah. <laughs> also, another weapon that I don't think can be used without causing a fatality. No, Foley's used it before. How, how do you hit somebody with a fucking barbed wire bat? They gotta have a shirt on. Yeah, and then they've also done a thing where like, you rake the guy's face with it. Ugh. So that's like old school shit, then. That's like New Japan. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think New Japan again, gets again, that glory. But, th- but this was a hardcore spot that just reminded me of. I was listening to Young Bucks on Talk is Jericho, <clears throat> and they were talking about how they had a hardcore tag match against Joey Ryan and Candice LeRae. And Jericho's like, well, did you guys make her bleed? He's like, yeah, I didn't want to, but she insisted. So <laughs> I took some thumbtacks and super glued them to my boot and then gave her a super kick to the face. Ugh. <laughs> uh... Yeah, so, um, a little bit of a, a, after I, I was thinking, like, how do you fucking hit somebody with a barbed wire bat with, like, even tapping them, but I guess it's possible, and then if you guys are Walking Dead fans, uh, Negan showed how you can, uh, properly use that weapon. Yep. Um, so then we go well, to... There, there's a famous ECW match that was Sabu versus Terry Funk barbed wire ropes. And Terry, or excuse me, Sabu cut his arm so bad that he like his bicep was just hanging out. Yeah, and then he just taped it up and finished the match because he's a fucking crazy person. Uh, That reminds me of this old guy showing me a scar on his bicep. Actually, no, it's one of my old teachers in high school. He jumped a fence and the fence caught his bicep as he's coming down, and just tore it open. Yeah. So, um. That leads us into the uh, the women's title match. No longer is it Divas. At this point now, it's women's title. Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks versus Charlotte. Which I'm pissed because they basically said on Raw, uh, that they were going to change it on Raw, so we all picked that for our bonus answer, and then they changed it that night. Yeah. Um, I was rooting for one thing and one thing only, was that Charlotte's boobs popped out because they almost did numerous times. But uh, she was pretty cognizant of that possibly happening. Well, apparently she popped one of them once, according to her Talk is Jericho interview, in a match. Yeah. Too bad we missed it. One of her gimmicks, yep. as, he, as he called it. <laughs> That's a great name for fake boobs, gimmicks. <laughs> it's a good, so, good code word. Uh, Bates, what's your, um, what's your overall summary of this match? Well, my argument for entrance of the night is, was going to be uh, Sasha Banks. Because it's pretty sick when you have the actual singer of your entrance music come out and sing it, and then Snoop Dogg just cuts a rap in the middle of it. True. And, uh, then, she, and then she also had all this confetti fall just for her entrance, which was pretty nuts. And that, that confetti was there for the rest of the night. Like, there's yep. part of the Triple H match where he just got, like, confetti, like, in his mouth. Because <laughs> it was just everywhere. 
Um, I thought it was good. I felt bad though, man, for Becky Lynch. Not, I mean, because you're in love not, with her, partially, but not just be, like. I mean, we all knew what her role was going to be in this match, so that's not what it was. It's just like she had a, an Instagram post that was like her family in Ireland, and she's like, family couldn't make it, or whatever. And then you have like Sasha's got Snoop Dogg with her, accompany her in. Charlotte's got Ric Flair, and then Becky just kind of walks out on her own to, like, some steam shooting out of the ground. Yeah, and no unicycle-powered Zeppelin. I was a little bummed about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, how cool would that be if she was on, like, some weird, flapping, fake eagle with powered by a fucking a hot air balloon and a fucking cuckoo clock popping out of, like, the little basket that she's in? Yeah. I was, not, I was not a fan of her ring gear. Yeah, I don't. I like it. It's I like, like uh, it. What, what do you call that? Did you really? Here? She looked like the Tin Man. <clears throat> yeah, she did lose one of her uh, like leg things. gimmick things. Yeah. But and then she took a nasty a shot to the eye. Yeah, she did. I said Sasha was gonna have some cool WrestleMania gear, and sure enough, she had the Eddie Guerrero tights on, which was cool. And shoes. No, I thought. Great match. Uh, I think the two big spots were when Becky took down Ric Flair. Yep. Um, Is that what she got the black eye from? I didn't see her take any big hits to the face. In the very beginning, she took a boot from Charlotte that just caught her, like, on the orbital bone, I think. Okay. Um, Because after that, you see, like, it started blowing up. Um, I think Charlotte's moonsault was the move of the night. I know a lot of people would say it would be the frog splash that Sasha did, but the moonsault was definitely wild. They're coming off the top rope outside the ring. Yeah, that was cool. I find nothing impressive about frog splashes, but moonsault was cool. Yeah. Well, I uh, feel like it's just because it was a uh, homage to Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Um, how about <clears throat> what I do like is just because of its name is the fisherman suplex. What's that one? It's, uh... I just like it because I imagine a fisherman catching, like, this gigantic tuna and throwing it in a suplex. (laughs) Yeah, and the question... I thought the same exact thing when I saw Becky Lynch post the pictures of uh, her busted-up eye. Like, when did that happen? Yeah, that thing looked rough on Raw, bro. Uh, yeah, and, um... Overall, good match, though, but... When you said that Becky, like the role that Becky was in, she like knowing you know as there's it's you know Sasha and Charlotte are you know the, the top two out of the three, reminds me of like the weird threesomes you see like on those videos that you watch on the internet sometimes, uh, <laughs> where it's like you know two people are going at it and the, the like the third wheel is kind of like just sitting there like yeah <laughs> this is awesome uh huh sweet. Like, yeah. Just like touching themselves until like they get back into uh into the until <laughs> the they get tagged until they get yeah. tagged back in. <laughs> Basically. Um but i think Bates and I both thought Charlotte would win and you know no not Charlotte, I mean uh Becky and we we voted with our uh our hearts. Oh you uh, you I bet Sasha? Sasha? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, turncoat? Not a turncoat, I'm just realistic. Yeah, and uh, Grabs, you and had... We were all wrong. I had Sasha. We all had Sasha. I had, you I had Becky. Becky. I thought, you know, because Irish wrestlers do well. They're Vince's... 
Yeah, but you pick you pick Becky, but then you pick like Sasha to submit Charlotte. Right <laughs> yeah, uh, don't ever trust me in Vegas. Yeah. Well, I think the biggest fuck up. I mean, it was bad enough that Charlotte won, but the biggest missed opportunity with this match actually came on Raw. But we'll discuss that in a little bit. About no Bailey. That spoiler alert, but yeah, we'll get to that later. Um, and so. Uh, that leads us into the Shane O'Mac Undertaker Hell in a Cell match for control of Monday Night Raw or Taker having to do what he probably wants to do is retire. My question is, the whole, so the whole night that Cell is just hanging above the ring? Yep. Wow. Yeah. That's what they do. They And then they lower it down. Um... <laughs> That's got to be kind of scary when you're wrestling and that thing's just hanging above you. Like, if that thing gives way, you're just, you're screwed. If you're outside the ring. Yeah, if you're outside the ring in that location. But I think if you hear it coming, or if you yeah. hear it, like, you might be able to get out of the way. So I mean, they don't exactly have a 100% success rate with lowering shit from the ceiling. Ooh. Whoa. Too soon, too soon Grabs. Too soon. Is it too soon? I'm just saying, but, uh, they, they, they can't boast 100% safety. It's got to be 99.9 forever now. Yeah. They had, uh, I thought Shane O'Mac's kids coming out was cute, but a little weird. They didn't even know what to do. They didn't even know yeah. the dance. Come on, they should have brought us out. <laughs> and then, it, in addition to confetti, they had the Shane O'Mac $100 bills rolling down. And that was pretty cool. They were million-dollar bills. Oh, were they? Yeah. So, did you... I think we discussed this in a few other episodes. Do you guys agree that this should have been the second-to-last match? Or one of the two main events? Wasn't it the second-to-last match? No, no, I think it was supposed to be, but, like, they just... with timing, Oh, right, right, they moved, they moved the Battle Royal, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm still treating this as the second-to-last match, because the Battle Royal was a fucking joke. Um, yeah. yeah, so... Do you think this should have been on earlier in the night? No. No, I think no. Battle Royal should have been on way earlier. Yeah. This yeah. should have been the second to last, because that, of all the spots of the night, even though he missed, Shane going off the cave, the, the cell, was a spectacle. When you say missed, it, well, he like, missed, he missed kayfabe missed? Off. Okay. That's what I mean. Yeah. Well, uh, Undertaker rolled out. Yeah, he did, yeah, but I, like, I thought he meant he missed his spot. No, 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 no. And, you know, people are... Uh, there were some interesting tweets like, Hey, Shane, you remember that you're rich, right? <laughs> yeah. But, like, that's what makes him such a fucking badass because he always felt that he wanted to be treated like one of the boys and not Vince's kid, and that's what gives him that daredevil, you know, part of his moveset, which has always been that he's like, I don't want to be treated special and I'm going to work harder than everybody and take these crazy bumps to earn the respect I don't expect it to be just given to me and that's you, you really gotta you know he's a fucking badass you that, know yeah that's really the only way he, he would be able to get that kind of respect in the locker room is by just doing ridiculous shit and kudos hey, just, to him for quick heads up like, I'm going through a tunnel I may lose you guys but continue sorry yeah um, so what I'm saying is that you know and kudos <laughs> to him even more being I'm guessing he's in his mid-40s right now. Being able to jump off of that, he doesn't need the money. He doesn't need any of this shit. 
he seems to be doing very well for himself and just going, yeah, I'll fucking do it. I don't think it was the greatest storyline behind why he's back, but, um, yeah. A lock, a lock box. Yeah, like, just fucking come back because you want to come back. Like, I'm down for that storyline. Like, whatever. You know, I was cool. Everybody got, like, I was over. I was the only McMahon character over ever. So, yeah. Yeah, I thought they could have just... They had a good storyline with him coming back because, like, you know, he doesn't think that Triple H and Stephanie are doing a good job running the company, but you didn't have to go into lockbox bullshit. You know? Yeah, I wish that they did show what the lockbox was, and it was, like, some pornos or something in there. He's like, no, not the pornos that I keep or something. (laughs) It was was Vince spreading his butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. What was that? <laughs> that was my girlfriend blowing her nose. Uh, I thought that was uh, <laughs> an elephant in my room. Just shit yourself or something. <laughs> no man. Um, like a damn trumpet. How do you? The Taker's matches WrestleMania are tend to be my favorite because it's just fucking all out. Um, That's easy to do that when you only wrestle once a year. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so no, I, I agree. He's. He's known for, even in his later years, you know, like some of his matches with Shawn Michaels the last five, six years were, you know, show stealers. His match with Punk was a show stealer. I mean, he could still go for, you know, 20 minutes a year. Um, I don't know how many he has left. I'm thinking next year's going to be the last one, which is another reason I want to go. But uh, you got this match to me was all about Shane. Um, you know, just the fact that he, after coming off the cell, he was like, you know, give me some more. What do you got? Let's go. Like, that was awesome. Yeah. I thought for a second that I, I mean, I got worked for a little bit because I'm looking at it. I'm like, could he possibly be fucking, like, legitimately injured? Because he's laying there and Taker's looking at him like, is he alive? And good for them for, for you know, leading me on that way. But I legitimately thought... He might be fucked up. You got K-Fabe, bro. Yeah, and, uh... I mean, uh, don't get me wrong, I'm sure he was hurting, but as Tim and Mo pointed out in the group text, like, you know he was okay because of how they put him on the stretcher and stuff, and, you know... Yeah, no next I'm sure they took every safety precaution. There was padding under the table. Like, I'm not taking away from Shane because he's still fucking crazy, and I'm sure that hurt like a motherfucker. And I get scared going two steps up on a ladder, let alone on top of a cell, and then having to jump off of it. Same. So. Yeah, it looks like they had, like, a, an airbag under the table. I didn't see that. I looked at the, like, the, uh, uh, whatever you call it, uh, fucking replay. But yeah. it's, uh, I didn't, I didn't see that at all. And to really, I mean, there might have been padding, and those, those tables come apart pretty easily. How high do you think he was? 20 feet? At least 20 feet. Yeah, so 20 feet. You land on that. If there's cushioning underneath... Uh, I mean, I don't no, know. Either way, it's got to hurt like hell. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, and I I even got texts from, like, another group of friends that were going in on... Um, oh, what's the what's the ref's name again? Was it was it Charles Robinson? I don't remember no. which one it was. Or Kyoto? Kyoto. I, I wanted to say Kyoto. Um... You, they're like, Kyoto's such a good ref. He even, you know, he's doing the pin on the stairs right now. Like, 
there's people popping for just like the most random shit in the match. Um, and all the there was great spots uh, besides the, the leaps of faith from uh, from Shane. I don't think I really saw much actual professional wrestling out of him. Does that get that out of it too? Yeah, well, he, does like the bo- yeah. he does like the boxing shit. Yeah, I um, I guess I don't, it's it's starting to become the point where I'm nitpicking now on the match. Yeah, I mean, he did bust out the coast to coast too, which is always awesome, even though he stole it from Rob Van Dam. Yeah, where he jumps off the one uh, turnbuckle into uh, the garbage can. Yeah. Yep. Which I think t- uh, Taker might have helped him out a little bit there. If you saw the the garbage can push out a little bit, well, you, when RVD used to do it, he would springboard and do it, and Bill Alfonso would hold the chair in front of the guy's face from outside the ring. So Shane's always done it with sticking the garbage pail in between the bottom and middle rope, and he would do it off the turnbuckle. So I guess technically that's actually kind of harder since you're not getting the springboard. You know, you're just kind of jumping. Yeah. So I always like that spot though. I think um, overall, great match, and Taker still got it in him. You could tell. I just, and I, we discussed before. I, I really want Taker to retire soon because I don't want it to become just this this accepted fact that Taker's always going to be in WrestleMania and he's going to be there until he's way too old. And then there's no discussion of the streak anymore. The streak's going to become like irrelevant. So. Yeah. Well, uh, that's like I said last week. I think if the streak was still intact. There was a chance that Shane goes over here. The only thing I'm worried about with Taker is there's been rumors for years now that his last match is going to be a loss to Cena at WrestleMania, and I would hate to fucking see that. Of all the people that retire him, I do not want it to be John Cena. So, I mean, it was Lesnar. You didn't get that mad about... Did you get that mad about Lesnar beating him last time? I think that was more shock, like everybody at that point, but I also think... You know, the the reports came out that he wanted it to be Lesnar. Then there's conflicting reports that said he got concussed so early in the match, so they changed it on the fly because he was legitimately out of it. I mean, to me, if you're going to have somebody beat Taker, it should be someone who, you know, huge. could legitimately do it like Lesnar. Yeah. You know, I don't want it to be Cena. I, don't, I wouldn't have wanted it to be Shane. I wouldn't want it to be like, you know, just something like fucking Tyler Breeze or someone they're trying to get over, you know. Yeah. What about Zack Ryder? I would go for that. (laughs) (laughs) And that brings us to um, the the moment where I want to just ask why. Um, I'm a fan of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I'm a fan of it being very early on and possibly either being on the USA Network or on YouTube. But at this moment, I was kind of... I didn't need it. I don't think anybody else needed it. But... Um, between... Well, it was it was. This is why Big O had such a great night because first Zack Ryder wins the title, and then his all-time favorite wrestler Tonka was a surprise entry in the Battle <laughs> Royal. Yeah, and, uh, I thought you were going to say his all-time favorite wrestler was Shaq. <laughs> I I do kind of feel bad for Tonka. Like he was a surprise entry, and he didn't even get an entrance like DDP did. Which why was DDP in this? fucking match. I don't know. Because he's saving everybody's life with DDP yoga. Yeah, and the accountability crib. 
They yeah, wanna. But I mean, <laughs> Sha- how about if you're gonna nitpick? It's not DDP. It's Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because when that music hit, I was like, "Who the fuck is that?" And then it said Shaq on the ring. I'm like, "Come on!" I just yeah. want you to know that Shaq has WWE entrance music. Just let that soak in. Yeah. <laughs> It, uh, actually, I would have marked out if he started doing karate stuff, and they were like, "He's doing Shaq Fu." Like that, that, that would have been cool, but instead, he just choked yeah. the big show, and that was. Dumb. Dude, that's definitely when the wheels fell off of Mania when Shaquille O'Neal walked out. I mean, and here's the other thing that they fucked up. Like that would have been there were four surprise spots going into the battle royal for guys who hadn't been announced, and it ended up being Tatanka, Shaq, DDP, and Baron Corbin, where it could have been. D.W. Anderson and and Doc Gallows, you know, but we'll get to that again later. I mean... Are you saying C.W. Anderson just because we, we were talking about him earlier no, today? No, because they, they're going to debut soon, and it should have been in the C.W. Anderson's going to debut? Yes, he's part of the Bullet Club. I didn't think... But yeah, I thought he was just like... Uh, how old is C.W. Anderson now? I don't know, like 32? Oh, really? I thought he was a lot older. You're, are oh. you thinking of Arn Anderson? No, I'm not thinking of Arn Anderson. Okay. Okay. But um. All right then. I mean, really, and we a bunch of us had Cesaro returning to win, which would have been awesome. That was another wasted spot on fucking Shaq. But you know, again, we'll get to that. I mean, Baron Corbin. I get why they're doing it. They use the battle royal as a, a, a you know, a stepping stone for somebody they're trying to push. I personally hate Baron Corbin. I, you know, he comes off like a dick on Breaking Ground, and I don't think that's kayfabe. I think he literally is a dick to everybody. Um, I don't think he's got a good look. He's got dad bod. Oos bod. And oos bod. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's tall and he has a cool finisher, but like, he's not good on the mic, and he's not a good wrestler. So I think he needs to go back to NXT. I'm surprised he was even in the NFL. Like, I know he's a big dude. But nothing about him makes me think NFL player. Plus, well, he was he on was, the Cardinals. He got cut in training camp, I think. Oh. He he was like a guard, too. Yeah. Way too tall to play interior. You should have played left tackle. Yeah, or like a defensive end or something. Hey, how about the fact that my uh, prediction of Heath Slater winning almost happened? <laughs> <laughs> Cousin Clem? <laughs> yeah, Cousin Clem. I was like, holy shit. I might actually get this right, and then he's going to get a push. I don't think he's going to get an individual push now just because of Social Outcast. Um, I don't know. What do they call them? The, the Ginger Werewolf? Yeah. <laughs> they do? I didn't. I don't listen to the Social Outcast at all. I I saw... what, what's Adam Rose? The Radical Mongoose? Yeah, something stupid like that. I saw a, a good... Uh... Some, a bunch of tweets were hoping that Bo Dallas won just because of the promos he would cut about being like a champion. <laughs> or being in Dallas. He's like, it's Bo me. Yeah. We're, we're in my <laughs> I, maybe I'd Maybe I'm the only person in the world that didn't realize this, but I didn't know that him and Bray Wyatt are shoot brothers. Yeah, and they are IRS's sons. Oh, really? And suppose they have a sister, too, uh, who is possibly going to come up as Sister Abigail. I know that's been talked about. 
Yeah, I just looked her up on uh, Instagram the other day. She's not bad looking. She doesn't have that inbred look that they have. Like, her eyes aren't too close together. <laughs> uh, and so, um, the winner of that was, yeah, we discussed Baron Corbin. We're not too pumped on it. Baron Corbin's kind of wet. Who was the, the last one out? Was it Kane? Yeah. Okay. Kane was, like, looking over the rope after I think he dumped somebody, and then Corbin just kind of ran up behind him and gave him the shove. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they're putting a lot of stock in Corbin. I, I don't agree with it, but whatever. So that reminds me, this wasn't even the second-to-last match. Why? What else? The Rock what came out and wasted about oh, 20 that's minutes right. time. Don't, that segment was bullshit. The six-second pin? Yeah, just so he could get the WrestleMania record for fastest win. Come on. That was a fucking joke. Um, and that, like, okay, yeah, I get to come out and, and tell people, like, hey, there's 101,000 people here. Cool. I don't need you. Like, nobody needs you to spend 20 minutes to get to that part. Well, like we said on the text, I think they were trying to stall time so they could shorten the main event. But then the main event ended up going 35 minutes anyway. Yeah. That's what I thought, too. But then, you know, the... WrestleMania didn't end until midnight. Um, and I had enough of The Rock already that day because on USA before uh, WrestleMania started, they had a Dwayne Johnson marathon where I watched fucking uh, that movie Drive. No, I watched Drive <laughs> and I watched. Uh, I forget what the other movie was, but it was just. Neither of them were that good. It was. Uh, oh, and uh, how about The Tooth Fairy? movie <laughs> so yeah it's just like yeah I get it Rock it's, it's Wrestlemania we don't we don't have Wrestlemania without you being there and there's clearly a pop with you so um you know let's 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 get this uh on the road alright uh and the, the, six, the six second match was fucking stupid just like what Grav said yeah 100% and I think we've lost Grav's for a bit as uh there's no uh a background sound from him on the road. Yep, I'm, I can tell right now we've lost Grabs via satellite for the time being. <laughs> um, Good riddance. Yeah. So, uh, and then that I think just discussing this, it, it draws us into the final match of the night, which I purposely went to bed for. Like I, I didn't fall asleep watching it. Like I, I got up, walked into my room, and went to bed. Did you, uh, did you see this? The, the Roman Reigns Triple H match throughout the entire uh, performance. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. It uh, it stunk, man. Really, I didn't think it would stink. It was just like it was all WrestleMania had already gone over time. Um, it was Sunday night, and you know I I saw what I thought was already the best match. So, and I'm I'm still bitter about like the booker being in the match like that, that pisses me off that you know let the let the wrestlers wrestle and not the fucking guy in the, the back office yeah i mean the high points i'd say were the entrance triple h's entrance was cool um steph mcmahon had a big role in it she came out and kind of like cut a really good promo you like Just that like, yeah i thought it was good i think i mean she's got a great personality um, and she's good on the mic being a heel and like yelling and screaming. So I thought she was good. 
It was kind of, I like that Triple H didn't have the dumb, like, skull helmet and shit on. <laughs> but, I'm not, but I'm not a big did, fan though. of that. Yeah, but it wasn't, like, too over the top, I don't think. And then it was cool, like, he had, like, all these dudes in skeleton masks and stuff. Honestly, so, like, was... I already went to bed by that came on. John, do we have you back? Yes, I'm back. Sorry. Time to go, so Mobile. <laughs> okay. So, we're, already, I don't know what happened. we're discussing um, the final match of the night, Triple H versus Roman Reigns. Um... Uh, we went into the entrance already. Um, so what do you think, Gravs? I mean, the entrance was the best part because Stephanie looked hot as shit. Hey, uh, what's your girl cooking in the microwave right now, Bates? Um, I don't know. Oatmeal, I think. Oatmeal? Oh, it's lame. Yeah. So the pizza it's bagels. It's not special. It's everything we have in the fridge and then a fried egg. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I didn't but, really, I didn't go nuts over the entrance. I was just like, meh. Uh, yeah. Hey, it, was, it was cool that she memorized the monologue that long. Yeah. Yeah. Around on that. Um, but it just, as I was saying, it pisses me off too much when the Booker is in, not only in WrestleMania, but in the final match of WrestleMania. Like, Booker shouldn't be in the fucking show. That's how I think. What do you I think? Mean, I don't know. I, we knew this main event was coming. We knew what the outcome was going to be. Everybody's pissed off about it. That's just Vince shoving Reigns down our. We don't want it, but he's going to do what he's going to do because he's Vince McMahon. So we just got to kind of grin and bear it until Rollins comes back and steals the belt from him. Yeah, it, the the good part, the good times of pro wrestling are good because we do get the shitty parts from it. Uh, being ha- Having Roman Reigns shoved down our throats only makes the good times where Zack Ryder wins the belt even better. So, and I, I think what, even... what they may do is, you know, they always refuse to turn John Cena heel. But I think we already saw a little bit of it on Raw. I think they actually will turn Roman, and that way when Rollins comes back, he can be the face and have them two feuding for the belt. And then get Ambrose involved. You know, have Triple H turn on, or excuse me, Reigns turn on the fans, align with even the author, um, Vince, and have, you know, Vince and Roman versus Triple H and Rollins or something like that. That makes sense. Because if you remember on Raw, he's like, I'm not a good guy. I'm not a bad guy. I'm just the guy. Like, that to me is the planting the seeds for a heel turn. Could that be an explanation for not having a personality? It could be, and then you have someone else to fucking talk for him, too. Yeah. Vince talked for him like Paul talks for Brock. You don't like me. You don't dislike me. You'd rather I just not be here. <laughs> How about, uh... It, it's funny when you hear, like, Roman sucks during, like after he wins, and then the the announcers just try to ignore it completely, like Michael Cole saying, it's the renaissance of the Roman Empire. Or the next morning, the next day on uh, Raw, when they're trying to explain like why there's possibly booing, like it's the crazy crowd of WrestleMania. You never know who they're going to root for or, or root against. They're rooting against the people they even like. No, nobody yeah, that, fucking that likes was, him. 
that was bullshit. I mean, they were. I get what they were trying to do. They were trying to prevent, you know, the hijacking of Raw, if you will, as it typically happened. But, I mean, we can segue into that now. I think this was the worst post-Mania Raw, you know, since they started getting good after, I guess it was 29, really, was that we were at. Yeah, that was when these post-Raw, or post-Mania Raw started getting awesome. Are you saying that because Zack Ryder lost the belt the immediate next day? I mean, I was going to get to that, but just like you said, the fact that they were saying, you know, we, we apologize for the crowd and blah, 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 and the fact that you could tell they were trying to dub out the booze even at the end of Mania, like, they have to acknowledge it because, you know, the crowd's going to do what the crowd's going to do. That's what makes pro wrestling amazing is that it's a TV show that has to interact with the crowd, and the crowd's not, like, more than more than it will happen, the crowd is never going to agree with with what they want exactly and that's that's what makes pro wrestling pro wrestling is that it's both sides to this whole you know thing that's going on i like how um jericho coming back on and he's telling the crowd you're not gonna hijack this from me right now like fuck you i need to get this done yeah and that crowd was definitely it was a, a pretty rowdy crowd that they had going on that i guess they were just like we said, this is a bit of a mediocre WrestleMania, and so the, there's still energy left in those people, and they wanted a fucking show, I guess. Yeah, well, plus everybody was hot because Roman won, and nobody wanted that. I mean, you know, the last, think about it, going back to 29, you know, you had The Rock, or no, Cena won the belt that time, but then Brock came back, and then, you know, 30 was Daniel Bryan winning, so the crowd was hot for him. Last year, Rollins got the huge pop, and they had they had nobody to cheer this time, you know? So they were going to bring that negative energy into the building and try to hijack. It, it was a negative raw all around. There were a lot of fuck-ups. I mean, we could just go through it from the beginning if you want. Yeah, well, I mean, if, if we're going to sit here and, and spend so much time on a, a raw that, you know, di- that disappointed. Um, I mean, we can just, you know, go over, you know, what what you liked, what you didn't like, and, and go from there. But starting from the very beginning and, and going all the way into the end, we're just, you know, we're spinning our wheels here on this. Yeah, I mean, for Raw, my my high point was Enzo and Cass coming in. Um, I thought Enzo on the mic, I mean, it's awesome, but he just had some amazing just digs to throw at the Dudley boys. It was, like, out of control. I was laughing hysterically the whole time. Yeah. Push your back like your hairline. How you doing? Yeah, how you doing? <laughs> Did you see the signs that, that had responses <laughs> yeah. to the how you doing? Devon, I'll play Connect Four in your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> We've discussed how bad Devon's forehead is. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, that's just from years of ECW, I guess, just fucking cutting your head open constantly. Yeah, same with Dusty. Same with uh, Abdullah the Butcher. Abdullah the Butcher's famous party trick is he could take a poker chip and wedge it into the divot in his head. That's disgusting. And it won't fall out. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think? During the old days of wrestling, when like uh, Dusty wanted you to open up his head, he's like, "Go ahead, just just cut it right open, right right there. Yeah, it's gonna ooze everywhere." That's, that's a terrible Dusty Rhodes. What? What are you? <laughs> Fuck you, man. My hand is touching your hand. Yeah. So, some. What are some of your other thoughts on Raw? You want to go into? Um, I mean, uh, so. A- a couple high. I mean, Apollo Crews debuting was good. If anything, they should have gave his spot to fucking Baron Corbin in the 
in the Battle Royal. Because unlike Corbin, Apollo Crews, A, has the moves, B, has the look, and C, is over. So it's a win-win-win. And, I mean, obviously, Ryder losing the title. um, You know, they got Uncle Butch involved, and then they got Maurice coming back. And I, I, I sent you guys, you know, the video that I took, and I'm just like, oh, no, you know, when he hit him with the skull crush. But... I don't know. My my aunt was laughing about it. We all said she broke kayfabe because she started laughing when he you, got slapped. Do you think this is a legit storyline? Like they're going to move along with this, or this is just like I uh, mm, I don't think so. I hope so. I mean, you think about it. There's two possible, really three possible feuds you have now. You could have Miz versus Ryder chasing for the belt. You could have now that Maurice is back, you team up Ryder and Emma versus Miz and Maurice. Or they're not going to do that though, because the they already set up. They already set up Emma. Fantasy and that. booking of Ryder and Mr. Yo, John, you there? Gravs. Miz and Mr. Miz. We we just we just missed you. We just missed you for the last five seconds, so you, you might have to replot. He said he said Zack Ryder and Butch first. Miz and Mr. Yeah. Miz. We just lost him again. Are you there? Yeah, sorry. I'm going through the mountains of Pennsylvania. Apologies for the technical difficulties. So, those storylines you just added, I see a .01 chance of that happening. Yeah, the only one possible is that they just go back and forth for the belt. That's why I said it was complete fantasy booking. The The only thing you could do with it is if you have... I don't think you're going to have Emma run interference because they already set up her and Becky in a backstage promo. Backstage promo. Right. But I could but I, see... Well, he's a heel, so that wouldn't make sense. Yeah, but I could yeah, see if you, could have... see if you have... Grabs, turn the thing yeah. down. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Alright. So I the like thing we're that... working with an amateur here. So. Yeah, man, it's ridiculous. So you could have... Like Dolph Ziggler come out and block Maurice for interference, and then build a feud with Miz and Dolph. I I think what the realistic thing is going to happen is that Miz is going to lose the belt, and the story's over. Yeah, and he'll lose the belt to somebody else, like Tyler Breeze or Sami Zayn. Yeah. Because you got to think, based on the four-way setup, that somehow Owens has finally elevated himself to the title picture. Yeah, and so, and then we, uh, I mean, do you think that that Zach might have gotten the belt over just from them acknowledging that he's he's worked his ass off and like we're going to give you your WrestleMania moment, but we're not going to keep you as a as a champion. Probably. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's probably their line of thinking, but obviously the fans are behind them. I mean, you heard the you deserve it chant, you know, like the fans are behind them. Yeah, but we've seen this for years where they just go, like, with all the other guys that we're fans of, that they decide to push other fucking guys, like like picking up former shitty NFL players that they're like, this, this guy's got the look, we're going to push him and shove him down your fucking throat. Instead of, you know, guys who are actually legitimate good wrestlers and who have the, the fans' backs. So, 
you know, it's it's um, I'm I'm expecting you know the bad parts to happen, and that could be the cynical me, or that could be me getting used to how WWE book shit. Yeah, and uh, I, so I'm starting to wonder if we're losing Gravs here because he's on the road, or he's just out of ideas. <laughs> I'm driving through the mountains of backwoods Pennsylvania, so you, I may drop again. This is like uh, the tunnels that go into the mountains, right? I'm past those. Now I'm in the actual tunnels where there's like no cell towers. Oh, don't hit a, don't crash your car again like last time. When did I crash my car? Oh, after yeah. Mo's wedding. Yeah. <laughs> and I threw up in mine. <laughs> and you forgot your suit pants. That was on the way to Mo's wedding. Correction. So, uh, any other any other ideas or thoughts, whatnot, on Raw or possibly for uh, this coming Raw tomorrow? Well, before we get to, I think, our biggest topic and miss from Raw, the only high point I had was Cesaro coming back with the tearaways. Yeah. And uh, do we lose grabs again? Looks like it. Yeah, so to go on uh, Cesaro coming back, are you there again, Gravs? Hello? Yep, yeah, I said Cesaro coming back with the tearaway suit was great. Yeah, Hello? I agree. I agree. He uh, that, that he, should have been at Mania though. Do you think that's part of his uh, his European shtick? I mean, that would be cool if that's his entrance now. The tearaway suit. How about the uh, the uppercut, the the twenty different upper, the twenty Euro, the very European uppercuts that he had? You mean the running uppercuts in the corner? That's been a thing of his for a while. Yeah, that. <laughs> uh, that yeah, and I think okay. the the biggest thing of the night, though, just to because we we got about an hour and a half already. Yeah, is during the pre- presentation of the women's belt. I thought it was tough because you have Charlotte, who's a huge heel, but she's the face of the championship. So they want to have her like kind of go shoot and do like a nice speech before cutting heel. And just the crowd wasn't having it. And then all the Bailey chants. Like, even she had to, like, reference it because it was just deafening. Yeah, and that would have been the perfect spot to debut her. And that's what we all predicted. And, like, all the divas were smiling. Like, Sasha was smiling. And I thought it was because, you know, they knew Bailey was about to come out. Yeah. And she would have gotten the biggest pop of the night. You know, especially since she lost her title at NXT on Wednesday. Like, I thought for sure this was going to be Bailey's debut. Yeah. It would have been perfect, and it wouldn't have, though. Because you know what I mean? Like, the point of that whole belt thing was to be, like, acknowledging the Divas, not to all of a sudden have somebody run out. Because the thing is, if she runs out, you got to, like, they got to fight, and you got a ring full of people. So yeah, I don't know. Now, I don't know how good it would have I don't know. So I, li- you- I, li- I like that they have Natty Charlotte. I think they're just doing that to buy some time. They're going to divvy up. Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha to kind of bring up the other talent to get more face time for everybody. And I think they're just doing it kind of to hold a spot while they sort out who's going to start taking over the women's division in NXT. Because right now you have Asuka and Bailey, but who else is really, like, huge and over down there? None. No one, but those two can't really feud because they're both faces. Yeah, well, they'll, they'll let have, you turn Asuka heel. 
You could do that, but you could have Team Bad, you know, bring them up, I guess, a little bit more. Or who's still down? Nia Jax, you'll make her heal. You got Eva Marie's a heal. Dana Brooke. The thing is, Carmella's probably the most over girl besides Bailey and Asuka, but she's stuck in tag team like Alexa Bliss. Right. Yeah, Alexa so, Bliss is smoking hot, by the way. I think she's one of the hottest in NXT. Yeah. So, I mean, unless you pull I, actually, that Actually, it's funny you mentioned Carmella. It's kind of, I was surprised she didn't come out with Ento and Cass. I was surprised by that as well. But I think you're not gonna you're not gonna bring they're not gonna bring her with them. I think they're just gonna do a tag. They're not gonna have a girl third part of the tag because you don't have like Alexa Bliss and what what's her guys the Murphys or whatever. Blake and Murphy. Yeah, you don't have a third, yeah. you know a tag team with a valet for her to feud with. Yeah. But it's also I guess it's good for her because if they go up main roster and she's down in NXT, she can start doing singles. Right. Because now, now she got over being part of that tag team, so now she can start doing singles stuff, and then maybe she'll take over. Because her and Bailey are like tight, so maybe she'll like replace Bailey. Right. Wait, and then so of course she had the Vaude Villains debut on SmackDown. So I mean, that that's a ton of pe- people who came up this week. I feel like they did that last year. They they debuted a bunch of people, but then they sent them right back down to the NXT. Yeah, or have them do double duty. Well, I think it was too many people, because if you remember, what, two years ago, they brought up Paige and Rusev and Bo Dallas. Or no, it was Bo Dallas first, then Paige and Rusev together, and that was kind of it. But this time you got Corbin Cruz, Enzo and Cass, the Vaude Villains. That's six. Was there anybody else? Am I missing one? I don't think I got that far in the Raw. I passed out watching it last night. Oh. Yeah, but the Vaude Villains aren't going to stick around, because that gimmick's not going to work. On a well, they could leave him national on SmackDown. Scale. Yeah, but that gimmick—they're gonna have to change their gimmick. I thought their gimmicks kind of—they're uh, kind of wrapping that up, aren't they? I mean, I, think I, they I, need agree. To. I think it works on NXT. I don't think it's gonna work on the main roster. Yeah. It's like too kitschy, you know. You mean too niche? No, too kitschy. Like it's too like like. I don't know. I guess niche. Yeah. Yeah, it, I think it's, uh, I mean, the whole hipster, I mean, the vaude villains are more of, they're like, they're trying to be like 20s, like, is that the era? Like 20s, yeah, like, like bodybuilders? Yeah, like strongmen. Yeah, but like also possibly hipsters too, because hipsters kind of embrace <laughs> that I, I mean, it, it's either kitsch or niche. Um, not really sure, but yeah, I don't think it, it's going to do much on a, a national, possibly global scale. Well, because something that character specific doesn't work. I mean, look at Tyler Breeze. His gimmick was awesome in NXT, and it, it, he got fucking buried on the main roster. Yeah. You know, you got to be somewhat, I hate to say it, you have to be somewhat vanilla. These out-of-the-box characters don't really work, you know? No, and um, so the question is, do you, how do you think Bailey's going to do on the main roster? Oh, she'll be huge. I just don't know when they're going to fucking debut her now. Hmm. But she's got kind of a, a that same thing going on with her that she's like totally into hugs, totally cool, fun, friendly. Yeah, but that that you, top. that you can like do though. And do you think the whole wacky waving inflatable 
Arm 2 Man is uh, going to be brought up too? Absolutely. I hope so. Yeah, I think yeah, I think so. I think she'll be fine. Because her stuff, it like it has appeal. You know what I mean? It's not like her character is just like fun girl next door sweetheart. It's not like right, like like the Vaude villains, like the Smarks like them because it's a cool like kind of you know like a niche gimmick. But Bailey has universal appeal, just like Sasha has universal heel heat. You know, it works at any level. Got it. So, what was the uh, the big topic you wanted to get into, Graves? Was the lack of Bailey debut. Lack of okay, so I thought there was something even bigger than that. Um, I mean, what, what, that was the biggest miss of the night. Do you not agree? No, I agree too. It, it's expected that she's she should be out there. I don't know why we're pushing this Divas Revolution now women's title thing, and you know there's even more on TV. But what I think is possibly the most over women's wrestler right now in the company is, is you see okay, all right. Well, I was going to say Bailey. Oh. Well, I mean, on the main, I mean, not, they both will be. Like, I, I think she's the most over like, with Smarks. Most over with Smarks is Bailey. See, I disagree. I think Sasha's the most over with the Smarks in Bailey's universe. I mean, to me, those two could be like the Rock and Austin of women's wrestling, where they're the two biggest faces of the company, you know? Do you where think- they can kind of fluctuate between faces. Because, like, Sasha gets heel. She's a heel, but she gets face chants and stuff, you know? Yeah. Do you think Bailey's not main roster because she's not hot? Or not as hot? No, I think they're just I think they're just trying to protect NXT. That that's a possibility that they you know, you have to Yeah, you just have to keep the roster completely. Yeah, that makes sense. And you still have to keep, you know, your really strong wrestlers. They show that she's producing some stuff too, but I got. I was a bit concerned when they show her producing stuff. Is that sometimes they'll take somebody who's really strong, and this isn't anything. This is in the working world. This is in sports and whatnot. That they move you into something where they need you to be, but not where that person could do their best at. Like sending her to be to start producing shows and whatnot because they need somebody who can do both ends, instead of letting her go and and blossom into this huge over wrestler and on the main roster. So if right, she's, you see that in the business world all the time, where somebody's up for a promotion, but their bosses, you know, can't let them go. Yeah, so you know, I'm like, are, are you know, is she going to end up, you know, doing um, two different jobs in NXT and too busy with that to become what she can be, or is are they going to finally let her, you know, grow some wings and, and come on to, to TV? Yeah, I guess the other concern is that bringing her up to. You know, one of those four is going to get lost in the shuffle. You know, and bringing them up, you're kind of, you really are pushing all the other divas to the back burner. You know, so, mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. I think, you know, that would have been the perfect moment to debut her. She would have gotten one of the biggest pops ever, and they just completely dropped the ball. Yeah, because I think the more you push it, the, the less pop you're going to get. Because she's... Like super hot right now, and I just don't know how much that'll sustain. Because the thing is, you don't have the talent, or at least as much talent down at NXT right now that you did with the four horsewomen. That you know, what I mean, like I feel like she's gonna lose some of her heat because you're not gonna see her having like the insane matches that she had when you had 
Sasha down there and Charlotte and Becky. Right. It's like Rocky Three, where she's just killing everybody because there's no one to compete. Mm-hmm. And then you have Nia Jax go, Nia, what's your prediction for the match? Hey. <laughs> your other problem, too, is with Asuka as your champion. She, like, doesn't speak English. That's true. I saw a clip. I didn't have the sound on, but apparently she cut a promo. So I want to go back and watch it and see just how bad it really was. Yeah, you can't understand a whole lot of what she's saying. Because she's like, Bae-yee. I beat you. It's like Barry. <laughs> Barry. It's like what? Who? What Barry are you wrestling right now? <laughs> Barry. Barry Horowitz is back to wrestle women <laughs> <laughs> and lose. I'm so ronery, so ronery. All right. Well, uh, I think we covered a lot today. Um, you know, we're, we're encroaching a possible two hours of, of uh, some smart chat. Uh, do you guys have any uh, topics that you want to get covered before uh, we, we close it out and break for, uh, for the week? Uh, I think we're good. Yeah, I really have to pee, so I need to pull over soon. Okay. Um, one thing that's appreciated <laughs> Smart City is the transparency between us and our listeners, mainly my parents um, and whoever I uh, I bully into having to listen to this thing. Um, but more to come, and I think there's a lot more for for this uh, show to, to offer. Um, you know, we're we're going through the effort of having people on the road call in, uh, first time, long time grabs, and uh, guys. yeah, um, I we have I have some ideas for uh, for the future as well, and um, so you know if you are listening and you're not my parents, um, keep in touch. Uh, John, where can we uh, find you? As always, you can tweet me at DesperadoWTW, uh, as represented at WrestleMania. So, thank you, Zack Ryder. Where was that? Oh, WTW was. Uh, Bateman as well? I'm at the uh, Smart City Pod, bro. Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) The Smart City Pod is at Smart City Pod. Uh, Don't confuse us with Smart City Net. They're a bunch of posers, and for some reason... uh, And they're not American. By they're American. not American. No, they're in by England. American, folks. Yeah, by American. Um, and uh, for some reason, they don't understand my beef with them picking the name Smart City. Uh, you can find me at uh, Letty B Me L E D D Y B M E on Twitter. And slide into the uh, DMs, ladies. Yeah, slide into the DMs, please. Um, and uh, for this week, uh, for uh, Grabs and Bateman, I'm Brendan Letty. And uh, you'll find us next week on uh, the corner of Smart and Mark Street. Smart Avenue and Mark Street. Smart Avenue and Mark Street. Uh, Keep smarking. Keep smarking. Peace. Thanks, guys. And uh, cut. All right. Yeah, I have to, for this to stop recording, I have to hang up on you guys, so. Um, yeah. Well, sorry that it was cutting in and out. I have no idea what the fuck. Was That's going fine. On. Whatever, dude. So. I don't forgive you, John. Oh, fuck you, babe. Um, but Lady, yeah, I think, Lady, I think the highlight of the podcast is when it was just you and me going solo, huh, bro? I, yeah, I, it kind of <laughs> it was pretty sweet. We enjoyed it as well. It also didn't sound like you were listening to this with the windows open.
Yeah, why I'm does definitely it... not listening with the windows because there's I'm doing 80 miles an hour on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Dude. Why do you sound clear things. now? Why do you finally sound clear? <laughs> because I'm doing one mile an hour in the rest stop parking lot. Well, that would have been appreciated. And the woman across from me is wearing a Stone Cold shirt. <laughs> Take a picture and put it on the. We're still recording. Have her come on. Bring her on. Guest host. Guest host. <laughs> no. She... no. Oh, excuse me. You want to guest host on my podcast? <laughs> Dude, bring her on. Right, I'll hang up. So I'm not to my pants. All right. Later, All right. bro. Later, guys. I'll let you know when this is.